I'm Rebecca Moffitt, president of Vanguard Charitable and the host of our podcast. Joining me today is my colleague, Elaine Kennig, our chief communications officer. And together we are closing out the third season of our podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Rebecca. Oh my goodness, of course, Elaine, what an incredible season. As Vanguard Charitable commemorates 25 years of giving, we've had the privilege of engaging with extraordinary nonprofits and generous donors, including the Martha's Vineyard Museum, Shelter House, the San Francisco Marin Food Bank, Habitat for Humanity Philadelphia, Aramark, Congresso, and last but not least, Give Directly. And so in today's episode, we'll distill the valuable lessons that we've learned throughout this season from these nonprofits. And we'll take some time and emphasize the significance of trust and unrestricted giving. And we'll offer guidance to donors on how to forge these impactful partnerships with nonprofits and maximize their charitable giving in the near and long term. So in our first episode this season, we reflected on the founding of Vanguard Charitable 25 years ago. It's truly remarkable to think that since 1997, we've granted $16 billion to more than 113,000 organizations on behalf of our incredible donors. I mean, those numbers are really impressive to think about. And to highlight this significant milestone, we connected with three nonprofits that were among the first organizations to receive grants from Vanguard Charitable donors. So first we spoke with Heather Seeger, director of the Martha's Vineyard Museum. And when the museum received their first grant from a Vanguard Charitable donor 25 years ago, they were going through their own transformation from a historical society to a museum. And today, they're celebrating their centennial year. We discussed the importance of funding for an organization like Martha's Vineyard Museum, and Heather shared how giving vehicles like ours, a donor-advised fund, also known as a DAF, makes giving so much easier and enables the museum to support the local community and preserve its diverse history. And so let's hear what she had to say. The development of donor advised funds has definitely been helpful in um, the evolution of our organization. And I think part of that is because over the last 25 years, donors themselves have become so much more sophisticated um, about how they're giving and the causes they feel really passionate about giving to. You know, I think that an organization like ours will need funding in perpetuity, right? We will always need fundraising to be part of the the, um, the capital structure that allows our organization to continue. And through donor advised funds, I think that it has just taken away any barriers to friction that donors have in terms of making their giving. So um, often we see, as soon as we send out an appeal, we see a huge uptick in grants that are coming in because it is so easy for donors. They know our organization. I think that um, the fact that an organization like Vanguard Charitable is giving to an organization like ours gives them that level of comfort and confidence in the that we are doing things the right way on our end. And it just simplifies the process of giving so that when someone has that motivation to give, all they have to do is log into their portal and make that gift. It's so amazing to hear this from the nonprofit perspective. 
Our donors tell us all the time that their DAF has enabled them to give more consistently and easily to their favorite charities. In fact, in our inaugural Why Giving Matters report released earlier this year, we looked at giving behavior over a 10-year period and found that donors give more consistently and more monetarily on an annual basis the longer they have a DAF. I love that. That report is truly one of my most favorite that we have produced to date, and I absolutely encourage all of our listeners to pull it up off of our website. And it's truly great to see donors using DAFs and forming partnerships with organizations like Martha's Vineyard Museum to really help them fulfill their mission and even shift their focus. And as a result of donor funding, the Martha's Vineyard Museum adjusted its focus toward the heritage of the island, complementing archival stories with its vast collection of historical items. Now for Shelter House and San Francisco Marin Food Bank, we saw the importance of short-term support and how they leverage donor advice funds. Both of these organizations have grown so much in advancing their missions and making the most of the generous grants from our donors over the past 25 years. And I absolutely loved hearing about the amazing impact these nonprofits have made with the help of both funding and of course, the volunteers, all with the common goal of solving hunger and homelessness today and preventing it in the future. I find that donors are always interested in hearing about the role volunteerism plays in building trust with nonprofits and amplifying the impact of monetary donations. On the topic of partnership, Chris Padula, Chief Philanthropy and Engagement Officer of the San Francisco Marin Food Bank had this to say. We are really proud in, in San Francisco Marin that over 60% of what we distribute is fresh fruit and um, vegetables. We launched a partner a partnership over 20 years ago. Being here in California, where so much of the farming um, happens, uh, we were able to create a partnership with farmers in the Central Valley and throughout California, where we're able to source um, fruits and vegetables at very low cost. And our ability to basically, if somebody donates a dollar, our ability to really leverage that dollar significantly um, you know, I think $1 equals about two meals um, that we're able to provide. So quite a bit of the, the food that we're sourcing is really at bulk. But in addition, um, you, you mentioned other ways. I mean, volunteer, we, we in San Francisco Marin at our food bank, we have one of the largest volunteer programs in the nation. We rely on over 56,000 volunteers every year to make this work, work possible. That's equivalent to about 70 full-time employees and our volunteers are are amazing um, and the, the need for volunteers doubled from the time from before the pandemic to now um, because the need of, of the services that we provide is also doubled. Danny Colin, Deputy Executive Director at Shelter House, also spoke on the importance of volunteers. There are so many ways, um, I think, to really build trust with an organization, really get to know the organization and to see how they use the funds that are donated to them or the funds that they receive. We love volunteers. Volunteers are a huge part of our work um, and we really, really value the support that they bring. And so if you want to get to know the organization better, come visit, <laughs> come volunteer. Uh, we do one-time volunteer opportunities where you can kind of 
you know, come do some landscaping, mow the lawn, organize a donation room, or you could come every Tuesday and help man the front desk at one of our shelters. So you can see kind of the the work that we're doing and, and again, see the financials, but see testimonials, get a really comprehensive view of the things that we've accomplished and the number of people we've served. Both Chris and Danny provided such great insight on building trust with nonprofits. In our Why Giving Matters report, we saw that our donors who have established accounts, which we define as more than seven years of tenure, engage in more repeat granting. This suggests that the longer donors engage with their DAF, the better the relationships with their favorite charities. Donors are giving with more trust and confidence, resulting in more consistent giving. Yes. And we also found that the longer our donors have donor advice funds, the more they've been able to give to charity and the more strategic they become with that giving. And so that goes for both individual donors and corporate donors like Aramark, whom we spoke with this season about strategic philanthropy. Aramark, the Philadelphia-based company proudly providing food, facilities, and uniform services worldwide, has trusted Vanguard Charitable with its charitable giving for more than 20 years. And like many individuals and families, corporations also find donor advice funds make charitable giving easier and more effective. They also lessen the administrative burden associated with a company's corporate giving and allow them to focus on community impact, often in the backyards of their operations and employees. I spoke with Jamie Levin, Vice President of Community Partnerships at Aramark, who talked about their innovative approach to supporting organizations like Congresso in the greater Philadelphia region. It's been a great addition to the roster of ways that we give back. We do a lot of volunteer experiences and other contributions through the workforce, but the strategic planning and ability to provide investment into organizations and initiatives that we care about is really been helped by the donor advised fund. And it has been a, a great way for us to be able to build the resources to allow us to continue to do the work and also to just um, magnify, I think, in some ways, the ability to give. And we were so grateful to also have Julia Rivera, Chief External Affairs Officer of Congresso, a local Philadelphia nonprofit. For many years, Aramark has supported Congresso's workforce development, job training, and nutrition education programs. Aramark's employees have often volunteered to help extend Congresso's mission. I love Julia's response when asked about what makes a partnership like theirs so successful. The key is getting to know um, that organization, the individuals that may be working with the volunteers and understanding, you know, what are the needs in the community in that organization specifically? What is the capacity so that you can really kind of co-design and co-create, whether it's a program or an event that serves both organizations and meets the needs of everybody involved? Um, so I think that's that's critical to the kind of sustainability of the partnership and also the long term um, impact. Hearing from both the donor and the grantee is always special. It helps us see the full impact of intentional strategic giving. This brings to light several trends, including one that threads throughout this entire season, the power of trust-based and unrestricted giving. This first gained momentum during the pandemic and has continued to grow among our generous donors, 
In fact, more than 50% of the grants we've distributed over the past two years have been unrestricted. Unrestricted giving is tremendously powerful. By providing flexibility, it empowers these nonprofits to allocate resources where they are most urgently needed. I loved how Corinne O'Connell, the Chief Executive Officer of Habitat for Humanity in Philadelphia, put it. The unrestricted gift is the golden ticket. It is the most powerful dollar. What I you know, want to lift up and acknowledge from the donor side of things, it is an indication of, yes, like we talk about trust-based, like that donor says to Habitat Philadelphia, to Habitat Phoenix, to Habitat, you know, insert Houston, that donor is saying, um, you all are subject matter experts and we trust you to use this dollar to do what is needed to the utmost good. On our end of things, right, when that gift, when that donation, when that um, donor advised fund, when we get that in that letter of intent um, to say that there's an unrestricted gift, that signals to us of, yes, we have strong leadership. Yes, we have strong impact. Yes, we have a strong roadmap. Yes, we have strong indicators to demonstrate to the donors to say we are a trusted, proven organization to invest in. Um, and I'm intentional in using that word invest, right? Like to the Vanguard audience of it is an investment. It, you know, I think there's even in that trust-based philanthropy of shifting away from gifts, shifting away from charity in investment. That unrestricted gift is saying, we trust you to do it how you need to get the job done because you are subject matter experts. It's great to hear how donors empower nonprofits to act decisively and use their expertise to make a lasting impact on the ground. Unrestricted giving also plays a big role in the strategy and operations of these nonprofits and their ability to fulfill their mission long term. And it also helps nonprofits in the near term, like Danny from Shelter House explained. She shared that a lot of their funding is from government grants, which are restrictive, which makes unrestricted or flexible grants from private sources all the more important in their ability to creatively serve their clients. Danny gave us a moving example. For a domestic abuse victim, Shelter House's prevention team used flexible funds to purchase a necklace that could record audio and video. Shelter House's client was able to capture evidence of the abuse against her. As a result, the court awarded her a two-year protection order, possession of her home, and custody of the children. That example, Rebecca, it's difficult to hear, but it really shows why unrestricted funding is needed. Only the nonprofit would know that money was needed for that circumstance, and it made all the difference for that individual. Another one of our grantees, Give Directly, uses unrestricted grants to absolutely give directly to families living in extreme poverty. Caroline Teddy, Director of Recipient Advocacy, told us that since 2009, they've delivered more than $650 million in cash directly into the hands of over 1.5 million people. Those are some stats, primarily in mm -hmm. East Africa, giving the recipients the choice of how best to improve their lives. 
GiveDirectly finds recipients most often spend it on life improvements, such as housing, medicine, life, livestock, solar lights, water and irrigation, or even to help start a business to generate income, like purchasing a motorcycle for taxi services. Their innovative model uses data, mobile phones, and mobile money to impact whole communities at a time and can scale to impact rising poverty caused by humanitarian crises. Caroline was so passionate about the impact of the nonprofit and the extensive research they conduct to ensure this approach continues to work. Here's what she said about their impact. By the time GiveDirectly was starting its operations here in Kenya, there were as many skeptics as there were supporters. And specifically, people kept asking, how do you give unconditional cash? And we ha humbly appreciated those uh, skeptics because it helped us to ask ourselves the hard questions. When people ask, do people take the money and blow it on alcohol and cigarettes and luxury goods and waste it? Basically, we, it gives us an opportunity to be able to know what people want to know. And to date, we've been able to conduct studies in almost all of the countries where we're working. Um, the, the, the implementation of our programs is accompanied by randomized control trials, which basically means we select groups rigorously to receive cash and others not to receive cash. And then we test what the impact of the cash is compared to those who have not received. And to date, we've asked ourselves questions. Is it true that cash actually causes uh, people to waste money, spend on alcohol or cigarettes? And the answer has been no. We've asked questions like, what happens when people, households receive cash, especially in relation to household relationships between couples? And what we've seen is that Cash actually reduces domestic violence significantly, significantly in the study that we did in Kenya, up to about 23%. And then we've asked ourselves questions like, if you gave people money, how does that affect the markets and inflation in those communities just by giving people free money? Is it destabilizing the markets? And what we found out in that study, again also conducted here in Kenya, is that when we injected $1,000 to our recipients, the impact on people who did not even receive the transfers, especially those who are in businesses around their communities, was 2.5 times more, which means for every $1,000, we were generating $2,500 in return to these communities. And we still remain convinced that giving people unconditional cash is a really powerful tool of reversing the story of extreme poverty globally. Caroline's telling of how GiveDirectly came to be and has evolved, always leaning into data, analytics, and research, shows how dedicated the entire team is to the mission. It also reinforces the value of unrestricted giving. I couldn't agree more, Elaine. It was so moving to hear about GiveDirectly's mission and model, and I'm glad we were able to wrap up our season with Caroline. As we look back on this season and the year in general, we want to acknowledge that 2023 has been incredibly difficult for many between the housing crises, food insecurity, global poverty, conflicts of war, natural disasters, and more. And with so many in need, we are so proud of and humbled by our donors' ongoing generosity. When donors choose to use these really powerful giving tools, donor advice funds, 
they make an upfront commitment and can deploy grants quickly and strategically to nonprofits in times of need while maintaining a consistent funded giving strategy to support causes for years to come. And that's our mission here at Vanguard Charitable, to increase philanthropy and maximize its impact over time. Since our founding, we've believed in lower fees and high quality cost-effective investments that translate to more dollars for charitable giving. This impact has been amazing. Our donors have given more than $16 billion to charity. And much of this is due to our commitment to being the best strategic partner to our donors, providing them with the guidance and resources they need to amplify their impact. As a testament to this, we recently doubled our investment options, enabling even greater portfolio customization so donors can construct an investment strategy aligned to their charitable goals. The adoption and feedback from our donors has been amazing, which means more dollars will be available for granting to charities. This has and will always be our goal. I also love how our resources extend to our nonprofit partners. Over the past few years, we've deepened our relationships with nonprofits and industry partners to better support effective philanthropy. We learned that during difficult times like COVID-19 and economic uncertainty, one big challenge is accessibility and speed to funds. We knew we had a role to play. So we initiated conversations with PayPal and other grant-making organizations to find a way to get grants to nonprofits as quickly and effectively as possible. Out of those conversations came the launch of electronic grant payments. Today, nonprofits are receiving grants from us via direct transfers, which means no missing checks or delayed funds due to postage issues. In fact, our recent podcast guest, Give Directly, has received 14 grants via grant payments, amounting to more than $132,000 to the organization in a span of three months. We can't wait to see more nonprofits benefit from this innovation. And Rebecca, I have to share, just in the past few days, we've now given via grant payments over $100 million to charity. That's incredible, Elaine, absolutely incredible. So as we look ahead to the future, we'll continue to invest in technology to make granting easier 24 seven for donors and for nonprofits. We are also enhancing our granting options. Donors are embracing our recoverable grants and our new portfolio type granting options. And we've strengthened our international granting capabilities. These are just a handful of exciting updates with more to come. Elaine, everything that you just mentioned makes me feel so much gratitude for the entire Vanguard Charitable team and, of course, our generous donors. Over the past 25 years, we've learned a great deal about what drives charitable giving, and we are proud of how our donor advice fund impact communities around the globe. It's truly been an honor to speak to our guests this season. Everyone is so passionate about their mission in making the biggest difference in their communities. So we'd like to thank them for sharing their memorable stories on this season of The Value in Giving. And thank you to our audience for listening. I hope that you found this season to be helpful, insightful, and inspiring. And I hope you all find the value in giving. Thank you.